You're listening to RPI Takes on the World. No, no, no. Take it again. It's got to be bigger than that. This is important, meaningful stuff. But it wasn't important or meaningful. It's just one man giving his opinions on whatever random thoughts enter his mind on that particular day. Ha 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 ha. I'm dying. This is gold. Pure gold. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome to this uh, this eighth episode of the RPI Takes on the World podcast, perhaps the most important podcast in the history of podcasts. I do appreciate you downloading this and checking it out if you're having a good time listening. A good time? Yeah. If you're having a good time listening, do me a favor and go rate this in iTunes or just tell a friend about it. If you know somebody that you think would uh, enjoy this type of content, that'd be awesome. Today, I'm going to get into a few different topics. And the first has to do with, I'm recording this right now, it's October 30th. So it's Halloween Eve. And there's a few things. First of all, it's snowing right now in the village, in Prairie Village. I'm not happy about that. Not happy about the snow in October, especially considering the fact that I think it stopped snowing in April of this year, which is completely out of control. So that in and of itself is a problem. But it's a Wednesday night. I'm recording this. It's October 30th. Tomorrow is Halloween. And I feel like Halloween has been happening for about a month at this point. And I don't know when this happened, but Halloween has completely gotten out of control. People are decorating their houses. They're decorating their cars. There's the weekend before Halloween, which is parties and 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 just shenanigans the whole weekend before then you got the whole week of and then you've got the weekend after and I'm 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 here to tell you I'm tapping out like I don't even hate halloween as I don't put it in that category with holidays that I hate holidays like valentine's day and new year's eve which I I think they're both stupid holidays I'm a thanksgiving guy thanksgiving is the best holiday. And I would say that Halloween was just a normal day. Like when I was a kid, I feel like it was just a day. And all of a sudden, it's become so much more than that. And grown-ups have to participate. Like there is no way this is this is the this is kind of the thing that I that I always like ask myself. And I'm always baffled by the things that we do as grown-ups now. That like, I mean, we're not even going to talk about my my dad, but my grandfather's generation. Like if you would have told my grandfather in his 30s or 40s that he had to dress up for Halloween, I, I, I can't even like I can't even imagine it's it, there are so many things happening in the world today that I, I just I, I can't even think about it. So I don't know. I don't know who's to blame. And and I don't I'm, I'm not trying to be a Scrooge here. I don't have kids. I think if I had kids, it would be fun. Like I've got my my sisters. I've got a baby nephew and he's I apologize to everyone out there with children because your children are not as cute as my nephew. And I can't wait to see this little pumpkin in his outfit tomorrow night. He's going to make his trip or his trick or treating debut over here and we're all, I'm all for it. Like I'm totally psyched about it, but even my sister, you know, this is her first kid too. And, and she, they had like a fall festival at, 
at at Brooks's daycare, and she took him, and he was the only baby not in a costume. And this was like last week. And she's like, when did this happen? Why why is she's like, I, I, I would have thought that if there were costumes involved, we would have been told to dress your baby up. And now here's our little my little outcast nephew. I guess he just dressed up as a farmer, even though he was just wearing his everyday coveralls or whatever. So I don't know. So I I, I like if you have kids, but even if you have kids, like, do we need to stretch it out? And 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 at this point, it's like putting toothpaste back in the tube. Like I don't even know how you go about saying, you know what, cut the shit. Or do Halloween, you get one day. You get one day for Halloween. We don't need a week of it. We don't we sure as shit don't need two weekends along with the day itself. It's absolutely ridiculous. And and I for one am here to put an end to it. So let's let's start that. Let's start let's start a, let's start the conversation as they say. Like what do we need to do? Who do we need to elect? What needs to happen in order to get Halloween back in its place? And its place it's like a it's like a B-level holiday, right? It, I mean it belongs with like like St. Patrick's Day. Now St. Patrick's Day, eh, it's getting stretched out a little bit. But I'm, uh, to be honest with you, I'm fine with that. You get Snake Saturday and St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day gets two days. And to be honest with you, we kind of deserve it. And I'll tell you why. As grownups, St. Patrick's Day, and I, I, you know, I made my living as a musician, but I really, I really made my living in the bar business forever. And I look at St. Patrick's Day as like the day when it's like we're back. We made it through winter. You know, you've got the holidays and all the the, you know, the, the warm, cuddly time, you got all that going on, like Thanksgiving, a th- I'm a thousand percent for it. I'm all for Thanksgiving. It's the best Christmas. Again, we see the family, everybody comes in town, a little snow, a little caroling. It's awesome. You know, you got parties, you got excuses to eat like shit. Like I'm all for it. But between January 1st and March 17th is like a dead zone of the year. And it's just awful. So I feel like St. Patrick's Day, eh, I feel like you kind of deserve, you kind of deserve two days for St. Patrick's Day to just drink your face off, act like an idiot. Hey, you know what? As an Irish American, I'm going to go ahead and give you carte blanche to appropriate my culture two days a year. Just appropriate the shit out of it. Drink yourself stupid. I would avoid the food. I don't like Irish food. It's terrible. But how do we start talking about St. Patrick's Day when Halloween, we're in the middle of Halloween week, Halloween month. It's terrible, right? So let's just just cut the shit. Let's get to the let's get to the pilgrims. Let's get to the turkey, the stuffing, the football, the naps, all of it. All the good stuff. It's right around that we're so close. And the other thing like Halloween sucks bad enough without doing it in the snow. Like, what, what happened? There was a good run where I feel like we had some massive, massive, awesome global warming happening. Now, I know, I know the planet, whatever, you know, it's uh, I, I, climate change, like all that is happening, right? I was at least on board with it when it was global warming. And when things were getting warmer and summer was lasting longer, you know, and we were getting 
like super nice days into November and even December. And then all of a sudden last year came and it's just been like, there's just been a cloud of shit weather that's just been draped upon us. And I feel like it's punishing us even more than normal because the whole Halloween thing is happening. So all that being said, enjoy your candy, right? I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing my little nephew in his little bear costume. I can't wait to see it. I hope you guys have fun, but I also hope that you will join me in slowing down the madness of Halloween next year. Let's just let's just get that let's just get that under control. Okay. First topic, boom, done. Halloween. Second topic. Now, this is something that I've heard about. I've heard about for a while. Um, I guess, but it's really like ramped up over the last few months. And that is, there is a subculture of people out there that are paying women for pictures of their feet online. I'm I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by every aspect of it. And we're going to, we're going to dive into it right now. Um, so I can't remember where we were, but you know, my girlfriend's a teacher, she's got teacher friends and you know, teachers are underpaid. They don't make a lot of money. And so we were on that trip to Nashville and I think that's where it kind of came up and we started talking about selling pictures of feet. And I'm, you know, I'm not a like, I'm not a controlling boyfriend at all, but I'm here to tell you, like, there are certain things that would bother me. Like if my girlfriend was just, okay, I'll I'll break it down like this. I've got a buddy who is a, who's a gay guy and he's in a relationship and he's been in this relationship for a long time. And his boyfriend is constantly thirst trapping, right? And he's a good looking guy. So I'm not even like, I'm not like, do you whatever, but this dude's totally posting like selfies, shirtless, like, you know, just, he's just putting it out there. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I got to tell you, if my girlfriend was doing that, or if, if my partner was doing it, that would bother me a little bit, right? Like just thirst trap after thirst trap after thirst trap. There's nothing wrong with it every now and then, but I think there's a little bit of a, you know, I think there's a line like anything else. So I say all that to say, look, there are certain things that would bother me, right? But if somebody's going to pay for my girl for pictures of my girlfriend's feet, like I'm all for it. I'm all for that side hustle. As a matter of fact, I got the camera. We'll get, we'll get some with the wide angle lens. We'll get some with the 35 mil. We'll get the lights out. We'll paint those nails up. Like I'm all for selling feet pics. And I got to tell you something. I don't think there's any shame in selling pictures of your feet. Now, the only, obviously you're, you're dealing with, now this is, we're going to get into a different layer of this right now, because what's weird about it is who are these dudes that are buying pictures of feet? I, I think that's such a, it's such a weird perversion. Like I, I, I'm kind of jealous of it. Like I'm kind of jealous that like that would be the thing that you need, right? Just like a feet, a feet, it seems so innocent and you can see feet everywhere. 
Like, just go to the pool. I mean, like, what what's it like for a guy that like loves to see feet? Like, if I was if I was a a foot fetish freak, I think I would just like frequent places where women's feet were on display all the time. Like, I'd probably move somewhere warm, right? I'd probably move to like Arizona or California or Florida. Well, Florida, I've seen the people in Florida. Those are not the feet. Those <laughs> Florida feet are not the feet that you want to see. But let's go. Let's stick on the probably West Coast or Southeast. Southeastern feet would probably be nice. So I mean, I guess you're you're dealing with you know a, a certain breed of of men that maybe it doesn't stop at feet. Maybe it gets creepier and creepier. So you got to be careful. Like you got to protect yourself. Like I'm talking like setting up a VPN separate, you know, you don't want people to be able to track down where you are. I mean, I just watched Mindhunter on Netflix, right? And I feel like, I feel like that foot fetish, it might be like a, like a gateway drug to some other freaky shit, but I think it's weird. I, I think, I think the foot thing is weird, but again, if guys are going to pay you for pictures of their, like, what's the worst that can happen as a girl? I mean, if women, Hey, I guess this is, women, if you want a picture of my feet, I'll, I'll, I'll sell them. Like, just hit me up, right? <laughs> like, I'll sell you pictures of my feet all day. I'll trim my nails. I'll, I'll take it. I'll do whatever you got to do. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't understand why anyone would pay for pictures of feet. But I also don't understand why if someone is going to pay you for pictures of your feet, like sell those feet pics, man. Like there is absolutely zero shame in selling feet pics. I mean, I always look at it like this, like, okay, so pictures of your feet get leaked. Who cares? Like, okay. So it comes up at Thanksgiving, like Nana, your grandma sees pictures of your feet are leaked. Well, she doesn't care. Hell your grandma, she probably saw pictures of her feet. People have been looking at her feet since what? The 40s, 50s, 60s? I don't know how old your grandma is. But I'm, I'm here to tell you. Like, I, 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 I want to build, like, I, I'm ready to start taking pictures of feet. I'm going to turn this into like a, like a, a foot fetish palooza. Like, let's just sell, I'm going to get every, every girl that I know, line them up. Bring their, bring your feet over here. Get the camera out. Take some pics. Make, you guys make some cash. You give me, I don't know what, 10%. Can I be a foot agent? Can I be like a, like a foot booking agent? Can we do that? Can that happen? See, this is what this podcast is about. This podcast is about fleshing out ideas. Us kind of figuring out how to help each other. I like that. I like that a lot. So topic two, boom, feet picks. If you have thoughts on feet picks, <laughs> you know, you can always reach me online, people. You can always tweet at me at RPI Takes or head over to the Instagram at RPI Takes or head to the website, rpitakes.com. That's enough shameless promotion for this infantile podcast. Okay, third and final topic. You've made it. You made it. We're almost there. You guys are absolutely killing it. So on one of the earlier podcasts I did way back when, I talked about hearing uh like my jams at the grocery store right and that is a it's a weird thing about getting old this is in that same vein so i was out the other day i don't know i was driving somewhere and 
my, I have two vehicles and they're both old as shit. And so I, when I'm in them, I just listen to the radio. I don't have uh, I don't have aux inputs or anything like that. Uh, I'm not bragging, <laughs> I'm not bragging. So I was, I was bouncing around and I land on uh KC one Oh two here in Kansas city, which is one of the, it's owned by the company. I used to work there. Right. So good people, whatever. But that station is, if you're not familiar with it, it's targeted at like, you know, people in there, like, I don't know, 35 to 50 years old is really what's targeted at Pe- me. Right. It's targeted at me, which is fine. I, and they do a lot of like eighties weekends and, and shit like that. And uh, good people work there, all that stuff, but bounce around. And I, I turn on that station. It's also though, that station is also kind of like the, it's like an, I'll say easy, right? It's kind of like an easy rock, like an easy listening station. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would hear like in dentist offices, it's safe. It's safe programming. It's family friendly programming. It's a lot of music from like the eighties, nineties and today. I think, I think that might be their slogan. I don't know, but it's something like that. But anyway, so I am driving around, I, I hit KC one Oh two and a beastie boys song comes on from my youth. Right. And the song is fight for your right to party. And it got me thinking like, it's really weird that this song is being played to people that are, you know, 40 years old. Like I get why it's being played. Like it's considered, it's probably like a gold hit. Like it's been played forever. Like it's a big hit and I understand that, but it also, it made me think about like the musicians and I remember like when I started playing music and stuff, I always thought it was weird when like guys would start bands and they would, they would write music that was like really specific towards a certain time in their life. It's kind of like blink 182, right? Uh, or, or like, uh, God, who are some of like the, the angsty, like dashboard confessional, like bands that like they're really like teen angst is their thing, right? It's really weird when teen angst is your thing and then you grow up and all of a sudden you're like 45 years old and you're singing songs like fight for your right to party. Now I know they're not singing that, but I always found it to be very interesting about bands like that. And I also, I, I, so I started thinking about like, it's a very weird place for bands. Like I, I just saw, I mean, I remember I saw a billboard in Kansas city, I think some 41 was playing at the sprint center with somebody, some 41, like the band from American pie. Like that, that movie is like 20 years old at this point. And like, they had like three hits and I like like, look, I like some 41, but it's all about like, like when I hear that music, I think about like people trying to hook up at prom. I think about the, like the actual plot line of American of American pie. Right like late nineties, early two thousands. And, and it's just really, really weird when you get older, especially as the artist, like I'm a, I'm a BC boys fan, like Paul's boutique, get out of here. It's an amazing record. Like I love the Beastie boys, but I think it's weird to play fight for your right to party for a bunch of people in their forties. And as a matter of fact, I started thinking like, now that I'm a grown up. What would I fight for my right for? It's not to party. And if you're thinking that I made a top 10 list, then you would be exactly right. And it's not even, these, these 10 are not in order. 
I'm not going to play the, I'm not going to do the, like the drum roll thing. I should, I don't know what kind of low budget podcast bullshit this is. I should pull up a drum roll sound effect and add it in here, but we're not doing that. There's no drummer here. It's just me sitting in my little office, like a lunatic talking to no one. So I came up with the 10 things. I'm not fighting for my right to party when I'm, when I'm a grown, when I'm a grown adult, I am not things that I will fight for my right to do. Number one, I will fight for my right to make it to Costco in time for the samples. And you know what I'm talking about? Don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. I get yelled at. The girlfriend's not happy. If we're heading to Costco and it's two o'clock or it's 10 a.m., you got to be in that sweet spot, right? Because we're going there. We're stocking up for the week and we're getting snacks. That's a right I'm willing to fight for. Another right I'd be happy to fight for at this point in my life, if anyone at KC102 is listening, it's my right to be in bed by 10 o'clock on a Friday. I mean, I cannot tell you the joy it brings me. The joy it brings me to be done for the week, in bed, the dog's right there, the cat's right there, girlfriend's there. There's nothing better. Friday night, you got nowhere to be on Saturday. Perfect. And that ties into my third right that I would be happy to fight for, which I can't get done anymore, by the way. Get get your mind out of the gutter. My third right that I would fight for is to be able to sleep in past 7 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Getting old is a struggle, friends. It's an absolute struggle. And it doesn't get any easier when you're just tired as shit. And every single day you set your alarm to get up to go to work. And you're like, oh man, I wish I didn't have to set an alarm today. And then the day you don't have to set an alarm, your little internal body clock goes off and boom, who's wide awake? Who's wide awake at 6.55? Me. Fantastic. Fourth right. Now these are not in any particular order. I just listed them out. It's called show prep, in case you haven't heard of it. Fourth right that I will fight for is the right to be given a thank you wave when I'm driving and I let somebody either walk in front of me or I let somebody in my lane. Can't t- I can't tell you how much that tells me about you as a person. If you do not acknowledge the fact that I just didn't run you over with my vehicle, if you can't just give me just a look. Now, what I prefer and what I do, like I like to practice what I preach, when people stop to let me walk in front of them or drive, especially if I'm walking, I give the wave and the hustle, right? I kind of step it up a little bit. But there's nothing more infuriating than being in a parking lot or whatever and being a decent, self-aware human being and stopping and letting someone walk in front of you and they just lumber. They slowly lumber. Like I'm not going to run them over. I will run you over. I haven't yet, but I might do it. Fifth right that I'm willing to fight for as a grown-ass man. The right to be greeted like a hero returning from war by my dog every time I leave the house for five minutes or more. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I don't know what goes on in his little head. I don't know what he thinks. All I know is that if I could bottle up that dog's energy, 
I would never have to work a day in my life. And I can leave this house for 10 minutes or for two days or for two weeks. And when I come home, you would think that I just slayed the dragon. Like I am the hero. And that is a right that everyone should have and that I would fight for as a grown-ass man. Number six, the right that I would fight for is the right to fit in my jeans comfortably after I get them out of the dryer. I Look, I'm not the picture of health. I've been having some struggles. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. But like, if you ever like pop open a can of biscuits, right, and the biscuits are just oozing out of that can, then you know exactly my pain when I put on the jeans the first time out of the dryer. I got to get like two wears in. I got to get like two wears in. And that's how I really know like if I'm in good shape or not. If I'm in good shape, I can put those jeans on right out of the dryer. They feel good. They fit good, all that. Right now, I'm in, I'm in two wear. I'm in two wear shape. I got to wear these jeans twice before I don't look like a, a biscuit can. And that's, that's not good. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. This goes right into the sixth right that I'm willing to fight for, which is, oh, wait a minute. This is the seventh right. God, I, I lost track. It's a good thing I got notes. Good things I got things written down right here. Seventh right I'm willing to fight for. My right to not gain 12 to 15 pounds in a weekend if I go out to eat once or twice. I mean, I, I, it's enjoy your youth is what I'm saying. Enjoy your youth. There was a time, oh, let's reminisce. Let's reminisce about the time when, you know, even if you did put on a few pounds, all you had to do as a guy like was, I don't know what, like not eat for like a day and a half and you would lose like five pounds. Things were, things were easy. Things were good. I would literally fight for the right to be able to go out to eat. And I'm not saying like, go, I'm not talking about going to an all you can eat buffet, but I'm talking about chips and salsa, right? It's the weekend. Come on, cut me some slack. The eighth right that I would be willing to fight for as a grown ass man is my right to be released from a conversation after I've used the phrase, that's crazy, three times. If I'm talking to you and you're telling me whatever story you're telling me and I drop the, that's crazy. Wow, that's, that's just it's crazy, dude. That's crazy. The third time I say it, you have like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, that was, a, that was the third one. So we're, we're going to go ahead and call it. We're going to call this combo buddy, because I, I, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't like you, but three, that's crazies. I'm out. I'm out the door after the third one. And I feel like that's my right. I feel like I should have that right. The ninth right that I'm willing to fight for as a grown ass man is my right to be rewarded with a Super Bowl victory for being a Chiefs fan my entire life. If someone can get this to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and all the powers that be at the Kansas City Chiefs organization. We have suffered. We have lived through so many. I, I, there were some ups, but so many downs as a Chiefs fan. And we're right there for you. They're always the loudest stadium. Always there at the tailgates, right? Like, just 
Get that knee healthy. Get that knee healthy. I know Andy Reid, dude, I, the guy, he's brilliant. And then he does things that makes you want to just like, you. Lose. all I'm saying, I would fight for the right to go to that parade. We got it with the Royals a few years ago. We deserve it with the Chiefs. And the very last, the very last right that I'm willing to fight for is my right to not have to be around people who think that Friends was funnier than Seinfeld. Now, look, I, I'm not a millennial hater at all. I'm right on the bubble, as a matter of fact, to being a millennial. So I appreciate Friends. I get it. Like, I especially the nostalgia of it. Like, I get all of that. Like, it was Thursday night. It was the same thing. But there's this weird, like, there's this weird, like, faction of people on, on the internet that seemed to think that Friends was better than Seinfeld. False. Completely false. Like, if you want to give, if you want to give Seinfeld a run, you're going to have to come at me with something that's smarter than Friends. I'm sorry, okay? But you got to come at me with something like maybe 30 Rock, maybe The Office, the early office before Steve Carell quit, you know, maybe Arrested Development. Like, you got to have something where there's like, writing that's not just sitcommy writing like like friends is like in that like that cheers phrase well Frazier is pretty smart too but it's in that like you know Cosby show family ties like if we're talking 80s sitcoms like that's what friends is like it's cool it takes me back I get it like Ross Rachel the whole thing like I understand it oh the, the whole cast great fantastic but they are not they're not on the same level as Seinfeld. And with that, you've got the 10 rights that I would be happy to fight for instead of fighting for my right to party as a grown-ass man. You guys, you made it. Give yourself a round of give yourself, give yourself a round of applause. You just sat and listened to this random person drone on for nearly 30 minutes about God knows what. I appreciate you listening to this. Uh, I enjoy doing this podcast. If you enjoy listening to it, do me a favor and go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. And what would be even better than that would be to tell a friend. You can find me online at rpitakes.com, on Twitter at rpitakes, or on Instagram at rpitakes. I appreciate you listening. Have a great Halloween. Have a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to RPI Takes on the World. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. 